With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, welcome back to 32 Fans. With me as always, Alex Chester. How's it going? Great. How's it rolling, Wilson? I'm very excited about our guest today. (laughs) Why is that? (laughs) Everyone says like the only thing better than one Chester is two Chesters. Is this our oldest guest ever? Oh, don't age shame your dad. (laughs) Um... Wait, I got to get some oxygen. Just a minute. We we had on the on the original thirty two fans with Ari Gold. We had I think Alan Kellerman on, and it was his fiftieth or six. I think maybe sixtieth birthday. It might have been his fiftieth birthday. Boy, he's old. Uh, I mean, it was five years yeah. ago, so he's either fifty uh, or sixty. Yeah, yeah our, our active guest is older than that. <laughs> Don't age shame your dad. Not, I'm not. It's almost bad. I mean, you know, for old people. Are you are you the Bahor, uh Alex? Are you the are you the oldest? Yes, I'm or? the oldest. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So am I, but I have like super young parents. I, I I have kids. I have sisters in high school. Yeah, yeah. So the guest today is uh, my father. Who uh, the first time he met you, what did he say to you? He's the first he opened with, uh, "I don't like you." That's his <laughs> opening line. That's what most people say, though, right? To me, yes. <laughs> then they get to know me, and they're like, "Oh yeah." I didn't know. say that. You, you, I mean, I'm not going to say it was verbatim, but I, that, you know. You, I mean, you I, didn't I, say, no, I think you said, to me, you said something like, um, I, I heard that you were trashing the Vikings. But that's no, you said, I don't like true. you, and then you said, I heard you were trashing the Vikings. Oh. <laughs> I, was Ted, I was down on Teddy B, and then he had a good year, and then he, you know, and then he... Also, uh, you disrespected his daughter's wedding that he spent a lot of money on by sitting there recording a podcast. Well, I didn't disrespect the wedding. It was your idea. <laughs> well, you're not mad about that, Mr. Chester, are you? I don't know. Uh, sure no. about that. Do you know at Haley's wedding we recorded a podcast? <laughs> when, not Haley's we're, wedding. I don't know Haley. It was it was Sammy. Sammy's. Sammy, excuse me. It's Sammy. Yeah, Sammy's wedding. Yeah, it was after the wedding? Sammy's wedding. No, it was after the reception. Well, they before, were like gone for a while, the taking dinner. pictures or you could rumor something. Uh, yeah, uh, okay, that's break. okay. Yeah, yeah. no. All right. we, uh, we we met a big uh, Trump supporter from Brazil. Oh yeah, really? that's true. We had a Trump. Yeah, one of Tete's uh, brothers-in-law was a Trump supporter. Uh, oh, I think I've heard about this. Anyway. So we're here to talk about the Vikings. I've only seen the Vikings lose uh, multiple NFC championships in heartbreaking fashion, so we needed someone who's actually seen them lose their Super Bowls because it's been 40 years since they've been to one. <laughs> actually, let's start with that. I don't know. I, I assume that you did not see uh, Sports Illustrated uh, this week. Is no. that a safe assumption? No. All right. Akiva, uh, obviously you didn't either because uh, I'm the only person who re- uh, reads Sports Illustrated in 2007. I, I read it, but, but I will um, say about Sports Illustrated, 
it doesn't it doesn't even cover one trip to the bathroom anymore. It's so it's so like thin. There's just nothing good yeah, in there. Not, not a lot in there. But this is what I need to complain about. So um, they did their, you know, they predict the whole season, and then they have like a little blurb paragraph sort of describing their prediction and summary. And their prediction for the Vikings. So Akiva, you have not seen it, right? No, what is it? I have not seen it. Okay, so their their prediction for the Vikings is that they win the division. They go eleven and five. They're the two seed in the playoffs. Okay, they beat Seattle in the divisional round. Oh my god! And then they are home for the NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers, who are the five seed, but will upset Atlanta. I think who's the one seed in the next round. So just to set the table here, their prediction is that the Vikings will be at home in the NFC Championship game against their most hated rival, with a chance to be the first team in history to host to be the home team in their own Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is in Minneapolis this year. And then, of course, they have the Packers beating the Vikings in what will be a heartbreaking game. But the point is that in their little blur paragraph where they describe the season, they talk about the Packers, they talk about the Patriots, they don't even mention the Vikings. And, like, wouldn't that not be a huge story? Yeah, that's their hottest the take. At home? Oh, yeah. Trying to play yeah. on a home Super so the Bowl would be, be the only home. story. Yeah. yeah, it just never happened. Yeah, it yeah. Would be the only They don't even mention that. Oh, and then we lose to our most hated rival, and then the Packers get to play a Super Bowl in Minneapolis, which I won't watch as discussed. On the Packers uh, podcast, Mr. Chester, if the Packers are in the Super Bowl this year in your uh, home in your half hometown, are you going to watch it? Uh, no, I'd probably arrange to blow up the building. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, we can't release this now. We can't have evidence of terror. <laughs> well, how did you? How did you guys? How did you guys end up in Minnesota? That's what I want to know. My father was uh, from Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and he Winnipeg was kind of a small town, and he was studying art in New York. And when he, after he tasted the big city, he couldn't go back to Winnipeg, so he went to Minneapolis, which is just 450 miles south. Oh, so you're also a quarter Canadian, Alex. Yeah, well, my dad, well, both my, my dad's actually are from, from Canada. Canada, Winnipeg also. Oh, he so met her on a weekend. Wow, you're, you, could, you could be on, like, if, you know, if you're a little bit better at basketball, Chester, you could be on the, uh, the national team. You have, you have, you know. Yeah, but I don't think, neither one of them was actually born in Canada. Oh, so they were count. born in Europe. But they're uh, yeah. citizens, I assume. Yeah. I think. So you're eligible for citizenship, probably. I don't know Canadian immigration. I don't know law. how the, I don't know how it works. Yeah. My grandfather was born in Toronto. Maybe even his dad. I don't know. I'm not sure how it works. Oh, so, so you got more Canadian legitimacy, or something? All right. So, uh, so you started rooting for the Vikings. What year, Mr. Chester? The I was at the first game they ever played against the Chicago Bears. Uh, what is that? 1960. Uh, 1961. 61, I think they won like 34 to 13. I think, and they won that game. And I think uh, Tarkington was had did he come in. I'm trying to remember yeah, he if, if he came in to substitute for George Shaw and he threw four touchdown passes, something like that. Yeah, and then they went three of thirteen that year. So that was well, okay, but you know, so uh, that's the year I started. The, actually, the reason I started is because the Gophers, the football team, were national champions the year before. So that sort of kindled my interest. Uh huh. And they haven't been back to the Rose Bowl since. Yeah, they're, no, they're in the Rose Bowl the next year. They lost in the Rose Bowl when they were national champions because the championship was determined before the Rose Bowl. And the next year, they did go to the Rose Bowl a second time, and they won, even though they weren't number one in the country that year. Oh, okay. So then they haven't been back since 61, then. <laughs> nah, well, not to the Rose Bowl. No, uh, yeah, but they did have a three-way tie in, I think, 67 as Big Ten champions. But, the, oh, the, you know, for whatever the system was. The reason they actually went in 61, I believe, is I think Ohio State was entitled to go because they were first. But the authorities at Ohio State decided the team, they didn't want them to go. 
which of course would never happen nowadays. Wow. Because it was a distraction yeah, for the finals. team or something. On our college football preview, our college expert predicts the uh, Gophers to win their division, the West Big Ten division. Oh, that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> yeah. He thinks they're going to beat Wisconsin. Now, he has them losing in the uh, Big Ten Championship. But, yeah, that would be very impressive. Because they got big problems on the offensive line and defensive line. No, I agree. That's not going to happen. But we're here to talk about the Vikings and another team that's – So, anyway, yeah. So, that's when it it started when they started. Have you been to any of the four Super Bowl losses? Um, No. I'm trying to remember. I think I was in college in Connecticut Mm -hmm. during some of them. Is that a fancy um, way of saying Yale or or like UConn? (laughs) <laughs> no, I was at Westland. And I think because I was in college between 70 and 74, and I don't remember all the years. I think they were in the Super Bowl in 74. Was it 76? I don't know. Something like that in that period. So the answer is no. Because they wouldn't but have been in have, Minnesota. But, you have, but we have made plans in 98, in 2000, and 2009 to go to the game before the NFC Championship. <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, is this, this year would be a very cheap flight and cheap hotel rooms. So you still have season tickets? Yeah, no, no, I because I'm never there. I'm not there now. I mean, I'm there for a couple mm-hmm. few games a year, but you know, I'm in Israel for usually September, October, the first part of November. I mean, it's easy to get a ticket to a random game nowadays. Anyway, it's not like uh, the '90s where you needed a season ticket to go to an NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, now that the new stadium, I imagine it's even harder. I haven't even tried actually because well, last year, last year we did try to the opening game, the Monday night against Green Bay, and they were like absurd. They wanted like over five hundred bucks a ticket, right? I think yeah, we looked online beforehand, and yeah. uh, it was at least that much. I mean, I wouldn't go to a game to probably want to sit in the top deck if I was going to go. I'd want to go, you know, and sit in a better seat and. But we've uh, gone, and once a guy even gave us free seats. If you remember that, yeah, I mean, yeah. We, when we On go now, we, always we sit next to him, which is obviously was the <laughs> choice since those are the tickets. Let me ask you a question: Have you ever been this sort of not not depressed, but just sort of indifferent or like unexcited for the start of a Viking season? Me? Yeah, because I just feel like no excitement for this team. Well, I think their preseason was a damper. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they put a, a fair amount of effort and expense into improving the offense, and it doesn't look any better than it did. And then, uh, they, cu- and then they cut Alex Boone, their highest-paid, highest-profile offensive lineman. Yeah, and then Clemens, this guy who's, who started as a default last year, you think they'd want him at least as a backup. They got rid of him, so maybe that indicates that they really think they're going to perform better on the offensive line than last year because well, we didn't see it in the preseason he started a number of games last year again because of injuries so you think he'd be good enough at least to sit on the bench but they dumped him this weekend too so you know i guess we'll have to see but you know i mean they like to say that preseasons don't mean anything i suppose they say that when they don't do so well when they do well they say oh they're good for building momentum and etc cetera, etc cetera. so we'll see um but I can see why you might not be that excited. But now that you read Sports Illustrated, you should be excited. Yeah, well, Sports Illustrated knows less about football. It's like even I have joked. If not for the racism and their ignorance of football, they'd be a good MMQB, website, but, uh, which is part of Sports Illustrated. MMQB. Uh, Mr. Yeah. Chester, are you, uh, we had a hot take earlier from, uh, I think it was from me, actually, 
that Teddy Bridgewater never takes another NFL snap. Are you buying or selling that? Well, <laughs> I have no idea, really. I don't know that anybody outside the organization really knows if they did. What's, what's your medical opinion here <laughs> as a doctor of law? <laughs> well, uh, statistically, lots of guys have come back from – I mean, they some haven't, obviously. There just seems to be a weird amount of secrecy around this injury. People were, like, vomiting on the field and crying, like other players on the team when they saw it. And these are tough guys, so I don't know what it must have looked like to uh, evoke such reactions. But if he isn't have a chance to come back, you'd think that they would just let him go and move on. Well, I think the fact that they didn't – they didn't exercise the option to make him a free agent at the end of this year. I think that's a sign. Because if they thought he was coming back, they wouldn't let him walk. Well, no, but they can still keep him if, if things change. And I'm sure he'd want to stay if he if thought he can go back and play. I have no idea. I mean, they, they, are, they are being very secretive about the whole thing. But I, I really don't know. I mean, they just went out and got also this, you know, reasonable backup so I suppose they don't expect him to be back anytime soon. Case Keenum. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you a question. When Sam Bradford set the all-time NFL record for completion percentage in Week 17 last year, uh, how many glasses of champagne did you have to celebrate? <laughs> well, nobody seems to pay attention to that. I mean, you know, it, I suppose that should mean something. Nobody seems to care about that. Well, it meant that the average – well, because the ball traveled like six inches in the air on his average pass. Well, if you had an offensive line like that, yeah, you would exactly. and you no, had an injury record like Bradford, you would do the same thing, I suppose. But at least now they have a West Coast offense, so it's legitimate to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't fault him. I think like we saw in a couple of games in the beginning of the year before the offensive line got decimated, like the Packers game on Monday night. If he has time to throw the ball downfield, I think he has potential. But the problem, and, yeah, is- I think they're they're hoping to get it downfield much more this year, which is sort of a contradiction, but of the West Coast thing. But, I mean, you know, I guess we'll just have to see. There was an article about that Spielman, this is Spielman's year to really prove if he can do it or not. He's had some questionable draft choices. Do you think Zimmer's on the hot seat too? Well, I mean, if they had a terrible year. Everybody likes Zimmer. Maybe. But, you know, it's it, if they had a so-so. Hey, look, they won 11 games just two years ago, and last year with this horrendous record of injuries, they won eight and came really, really close to a couple others. I mean, a couple plays here and there. So team is certainly has potential. I mean, I don't think uh, Sports Illustrated is completely as irrational as Alexander might suggest. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the preseason wouldn't indicate that, but, you know, they could get things together. they got a really solid defense. Their kicking game looks mediocre. Did you like Blair Walsh taunting the Vikings in that Seattle preseason game? <laughs> like, what does he have to be mad at the Vikings for? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I just can't understand how with dozens of college kickers graduating every year, they can't find somebody every year better than these guys. But that's another story. Well, I think it's sort of it's a moving target, right, Mr. Chester, because we said that 20 years ago, and now even the worst kicker would have been the best kicker 20 years ago. So it's not that the kickers are bad. It's just that they're not keeping up with these guys who are hitting every single 55-yarder, right? Same thing with quarterbacks. It's like, you know, it, it, it's, someone's always going to be substantially worse than the top five guys. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I mean, with with close games, they need a good kicker, and I don't think this guy's any good. He's okay, but I just can't imagine there's not somebody that they could have found better. But you know, that's well, they Blair get paid. Walsh was fa- fantastic as a rookie. So yeah, but he was not fantastic after that. 
Yeah, he's he's definitely going to come back to screw the Vikings this year. It's going to happen. Vikings Seattle are going to meet the playoffs again. He's going to hit a game winning field goal, and then he's going to point. Well, what what are your feelings on Delvin Cook, the new rookie running back? My feelings. Well, you know, I mean, he he has a lot of hype. I don't know if he lived up to it in the preseason again. Um, you know, he didn't play that much, and his offensive line still was well. It wasn't even getting a feel for each other because they were never together our college football expert uh robbie thinks he's the next jamal charles he thinks he's gonna be a real superstar yeah i mean i he seems like he's really got the potential to do that and if he if this offensive line can get its act together and i mean that's why i think there's reasons to be optimistic about this team bradford don't forget didn't have a preseason i mean he literally came in at the 11th hour last year and did more than a respectable job with no offensive line yeah and yeah. um this year Presumably, it's a better offensive line. He's got better receivers than he had last year. He's got better preparation and feel for the team. He's working with uh, coaches that he's had a history with preceding the Vikings. He's got an, uh, an offensive scheme that's probably more suited to his talent. And, I mean, the defense is, is going to be probably really good if they can. Uh, well, it sounds like this Alexander's probably not working out as uh, a nickelback. But they got this. They traded for this other guy who at least can give him some competition, if not take a spot. So I think that's really the only big question they have on defense. So yeah, they lost Captain Munderland to Carolina, who you know he was he was pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why they let him go. I mean, they, I mean, unless he was just motivated to go back. Uh, of course, they were planning to give a lot of big money to the people they gave big money to, like Rhodes and Griffin, etc. So maybe they just figured that uh, you know enough's enough. I mean, Zimmer, Zimmer's thing is supposed to be these defensive backs. So hopefully yeah. this Alexander's got some upside. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason to be optimistic. As you said, this is a team that with an abysmal offensive line and a quarterback who joined the team in September, they still went 8-8 eight and eight with a couple of heartbreaking losses, especially like the Detroit games. The defense is still going to be elite. Uh, but the question is the offense. The good part of uh, replacing Andrew Peterson with Dalvin Cook is that uh, Dalvin Cook has never been uh, accused of abusing children. And he knows how to block, and I think he knows how to catch a pass. Neither and he, probably, he doesn't fumble four times a game. Well, he does. He apparently does have a a tendency to fumble. You know, so that's the thing. So he has that in common with Peterson. Yeah. Well, what I was going to say is his freshman year of college, he was arrested for uh, choking three puppies, and then his sophomore year of college, he was arrested for punching a woman outside a bar. So nothing with children, though. So uh, well, he has no children yet. <laughs> wait till he, wait till he has children. <laughs> the trifecta: uh, animal, woman, and child. I don't know if anybody's ever pulled that one off in the NFL before. Well, so he is talented. He's a th- he's a th- <laughs> you know they used to what did they say about this is certainly will date me. Paul Horning, he could kick, pass, and get, <laughs> and run. Was a triple threat. Remember Paul yeah, Horning, all you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Alexander has his football card. Yeah, it's in the basement yeah. somewhere. All right. So yeah, let's do the schedule game. So week one, for the third year in a row, I think the Vikings are starting on Monday night where they do the, the Monday night doubleheader. This year at least it's not on Rosh Hashanah. Uh so the Vikings are playing New Orleans on Monday night in the early game at home. Yeah, Peterson says he's gonna stick it to them. It means he'll get one yard of a rush and then fumble. I hope so. <laughs> All right, so is that a win or a loss for the Vikings? Oh, I think they should win. All right, week two, they go at Pittsburgh. Oh, boy. Am I supposed to yeah. tell you if they're going to win or lose? 
Yeah, that's the that's the goal here. Uh, well, I think they probably lose. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you. All right, okay, then they come home. They face Tampa in week three. I think they win. All right, and then they face the Lions, who, uh, you know, as I said, got really lucky to beat them twice last year. Yeah, but their offensive line is much better. They dump one guy to the Vikings. We, yeah, so who the Vikings gave twenty six million dollars to? Yeah, I'm not sure what that was about. I mean, in a passing league, they took a guy who can block for running. Uh, All right, so two and one are they beating the Lions in week four? Um, this is at, at home? home. Yeah, let's say they yeah. beat them at home. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Vikings schedule is, you know, last year obviously they got up to a five and zero start and still missed the playoffs. But this year, I think they need to be at least. At least five and three, probably six and two at the at the uh, break to have a chance at the playoffs because the first half of their schedule is easy. The second half is much more difficult. They're on the road a lot, so three and one. Then they play the Bears in Chicago on Monday night the following week. Oh, I think they can beat the Bears. I could beat the Bears. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. You got it. You got us. Your former uh, buddy Mark Tressman, by the way, uh, fired by the Bears. Now he's uh. W- where did we learn today, Akiva? He's uh. He's the offensive line. He was just my buddy. He lived a block away from me. Where Where was this? Yeah. In, in St. Louis Park, Minnesota. If you read Tom Friedman, you'd know that that's the town that's produced great geniuses. Is Tom Friedman from there, like, too? Like, uh, yeah, of course yeah. he is. They yes. they the the Cone Brothers. Uh, who else? The list goes on and on. He's the head coach of the Argonauts, Chest Alex. Yeah, he's the coach of the... Yeah, I thought somebody team, said honestly. he was a coordinator. The Argonauts? Wasn't he, was he ever in Canada before yes, the yeah, NFL? Like I think he was, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, that's where they hired him at. Him. Yeah. They hired him. Oh, yeah, he was the yeah. Ravens' offensive coordinator last year. That's where yeah, Bud Grant was in Canada. Yeah. Doesn't work out for everybody as well as it does for Bud Grant. All right, so now they're 3-1, and one, and then 4-1, uh, and one, excuse me, they beat the Bears, and then they face the Packers at home. Well, I mean, you know, it depends which Rodgers is, there is. I mean, he's he was last year or two sort of on and off from time to time. Yeah, early in the season, he hasn't been as good. Yeah, last year they were saying, oh, is this is he oh, is he finished? He's got to start getting old at some point. Say the Vikings win. Well, I mean, Tom Brady and Drew Brees are like almost 40, so Rodgers is only 33. Is he but only 33? Younger than I am, yeah. Really? Mm, just by a few months. And, and look what he's uh, accomplished. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> you guys speak to each other, so you're doing better than uh, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, so five and one. Then they face the Ravens, uh, a battle of the purple teams at home in week seven. Well, I mean, they can't win every game. Let's say they win. It's easy for me to say. Okay, so now they're six and one, and they go to London to face Cleveland. If you can't beat Cleveland in London. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like so, so they beat Cleveland. All right, so seven and one up to the bye. Uh, very optimistic, uh, but things get tougher in the second half of the schedule. So they start at Washington. Well, they got to lose some of these. Okay, so they lose there. All right, so seven and two. Then they then they face the Rams at home. The Rams just never sort of get over the hump, do they? Okay, so say they beat them. Okay, so eight and two, and now the next five weeks is the toughest part of the schedule. So they play at Detroit on Thanksgiving. So they got three days rest. Okay, so say they lose. All right, eight and three. Then they go at Atlanta, the reigning NFC champions. <laughs> Yeah, well, how often are teams, you know, come back and, okay, say they lose there. Okay, so eight and four, and then they go at Carolina. I don't know why two NFC teams are playing on CBS, but uh, Vikings at Carolina is on CBS in uh, week 14. Boy, there's a bunch of ex-Vikings there, aren't there now? 
Yeah, Munderland went there. Yeah. So, left tackle, uh, four, Khalil happened? went there. Yeah. Well, Khalil, that contract makes no sense to me. I think just because his brother's there, so Matt and Ryan wanted to play together. What did they pay him to go there? They paid him $25 million. He was terrible for the Vikings. For how many? Yeah, did you see he, he dissed the Vikings. And he said if they had yeah. good coaches, etc. Yeah, and everybody likes Zimmer. I don't know what Khalil's issue is. Well, he's, he's right, playing so he, with the offensive line coaches. Oh. Anyway. In Carolina. I think they could beat them. Come on. Then, All right. Okay. So so nine and four, and then they come home to face Cincinnati. <laughs> Man, that should be interesting. By Zimmer against his former team. Yeah. And they're such a chippy team, Cincinnati. Yeah. Especially Monte's perfect. Well, that's why you you won't appreciate. It, but I compared him to Ramsey Bolton. You don't know who that is, but <laughs> I don't know why he's in the reference. league. The things he does. I mean, I don't know why they don't perfect. Throw, yeah, throw the book at him. And well, that could be a good. A good uh, so you want a winner? Say the Vikings win. Why not? If it makes Akiva mad, I'll say that. No, it doesn't make <laughs> me mad. By the way, uh, we've met before, but you know I'm going to be in your house, I think, in two nights. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not going to be here. <laughs> you're, you're leaving because I'm, I'm going to be at your house for a fantasy Absolutely. Trip? No, I'm going to a wedding, actually. Yeah, Sammy told me, but he yeah. said maybe he'll be back by the end. I, I said I, I suggested we get you to be the auctioneer. Yeah. No, I, uh, well, we, I would guess you're going to be here. I probably won't. Well, I might miss you. I'll be very sad, though. Mm-hmm. All right, so ten and four. So this is in line with what Sports Illustrated thinks. And then on Saturday, yes. uh, who wrote the article? Saturday night for, was that who wrote the, the Sports Illustrated? Um, well, I think that's I more of an editorial thing. I don't think they usually put oh, a name. Oh, 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 oh they don't. Okay, yeah. what's the next game? All right, so Saturday night in Green Bay, the ten and four Vikings against probably the Packers are you know at least have eight or nine wins if not ten. Okay, say so they lose. This game could be for. I mean, the Packers have not been so invincible the last year or two in uh, Lambeau like they used to be. Oh, in, yeah. Well, in the regular season, yeah, the Packers are not impressive the last few years. And then in the playoffs, they just start, you know, Rodgers turns into a Superman. Yeah, but, you know. But all right, 10-5 and five at home against the Bears. To okay, they the beat the Bears. All right, so 11-5. and five. So you agree with uh, Sports Illustrated? I guess. I mean, you know, there's one or two there that I was, you know, so, yeah, I mean, I think that, I mean, you know, there's all these intent, you know, what, what happens with a million things can happen, but uh, I don't think that's unreasonable. I mean, they they did it two years ago with a team that probably was worse. Yeah. Well, except that at least there you had a quarterback who was, you know, you had reason to think he was getting better every year, which is not the case well, now. Well, Bradford's better last year than he was but the previous years. He stayed healthy. That's Yeah, and look at, look at the record he set. And you know and he, he really was didn't have time in the system last year also because they, they yeah that's what I said is that he just literally came in the eleventh hour I mean he should by any measure be better this year like I mentioned a moment ago so yeah the receivers Laquan Treadwell is he is he already a bust or does he have any chance well <laughs> he had one catch in the preseason you know that's <laughs> looking up <laughs> he he's he's gone to Troy Williamson to get some tips I heard this week. They didn't see eye All to right, eye. So let me ask you a question. Uh, the good one there. <laughs> but um, only Vikings fans will get that joke. All right, eleven and five. Uh, who is gonna be the team to uh, break the Vikings' hearts in the playoffs? Is it Seattle with Blair Walsh? Is it the Packers with Aaron Rodgers? Or are the Vikings winning the Super Bowl? <laughs> Look, they should have won if it wasn't for Blair Walsh. Yeah, last yeah, time. That's so true. now he's on the other team. Uh, you're asking who's gonna beat them in the playoffs? Let's first well, get him to, to eleven and let's five. Let's get him to eleven and five, then we'll talk. 
Okay, fine. So you'll come back on the podcast to preview their playoff game. That's, that? that's okay. For what I'm getting paid, sure. You will get 100% of the profits from this episode. How about mm, that? Profit that sounds good. Akiva, do I have permission to, to make that offer to our guest? Yeah. Well, we did, get a, we did get offered an ad like two weeks ago, but we're very um, lazy, yeah. and we didn't do anything about it. What were they going to advertise? Something legal? Yeah, something legal. What do you think we are? A couple of hooligans? Like, it was... Uh, it was one of those paid fantasy football sites. We just—I I never got yeah. back to them. Uh, uh, uh. All right, Akiva. So eight and a half is the Vikings over under. My dad's going over. I think they're going to go nine and seven. So I would take the over, but I wouldn't bet on it. Um, what, what would you say? I mean, nine and seven isn't much of an improvement over last year. I mean, even without the injuries last year, they should have been nine and seven or better. I mean, if they had normal injuries. And you play. I mean, the, the AFC division you play is pretty lousy. Yeah, at Pittsburgh is the only game there that's really tough. Yeah, look at they're playing the Bears twice. They're playing Cleveland. Yeah, they're playing... We think Baltimore stinks. Well, I don't know if they stink, but uh, they're playing Tampa. I mean, look at they don't really have that tough a schedule. I mean, uh, who they, other than Green Bay twice? Yeah. Who are they playing? That's an uh, Atlanta. Right. You don't have Seattle. You don't have the Pats. Um. I'm going over, Alex. I, I'm, 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 I say they're going to finish 9-7, and seven and I have them uh, going over. All right. Do you think they're in the playoffs on 9-7? I, I mean, I don't do tiebreakers like you do, but I, I think <laughs> that, you know, that's, that's a, in the hunt for the sixth seed. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they miss out on the sixth seed. Mr. Chester, you watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, but I was discussing them with my trainer today, who's, uh, oh. who's aspiring to be a TV producer. I told him that my son, who claims to not mm-hmm. like f- fantasy things and, uh-huh. and only likes realistic presentations in film and TV, yeah. cried at the last episode last year of Game of Thrones. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. This is, now you're breaking news. Oh, well, no, I mean, I, I, I tear up occasionally, but I'm not... Like, How about when the dragons come out? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Look, it's a it's it's, an, it's a show that's impossible to defend to people who don't watch it because it sounds insane. Well, they, so he I said that to him. He said, "No, it's really about politics and it's about current events." And that they he said something about when R- Rabin said, "You don't make peace with friends; you make peace with enemies." That that line was quoted in a recent episode or something like that. That it, it was actually that's true. They do not credit Yitzhak Rabin though. Maybe it came out of the mouth of a dragon. <laughs> yeah, you know your son listens to twelve <laughs> podcasts about this show, about the uh, Game of Thrones. About Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, that, that wouldn't surprise me. He's got too much time in his hands. Yeah, yeah he does. Yeah, he's... What do you think about? Or what do you think about Alex's charts? Uh, I don't know. I think his. Well, when I was a kid, I uh, had these imaginary things I wrote up about a pretend world. My brother thought I was sick and he tore them, tried to tear them up and throw them out. Sort of like the Game of Thrones, I suppose. Um, so, you know, the fact that he makes all these charts, I think he's also should get a day job and keeps him occupied. <laughs> or get some children that keep him occupied or something. Yeah, more sons, yeah. I think, he needs. I mean, I, you know, I actually haven't seen them. I've heard about these charts, but I've never actually seen them. I'm not sure how extensive they are. Have you seen them? No, I mean, I, th- I think they have a reasonable chance to make the playoffs. Um, the NFC doesn't have a dominant team, so, you know, 
And who's, who's, I mean, it's not always year to year. Who was good last year is not necessarily going to be so good this year. Well, yeah, Atlanta. Atlanta came out of nowhere. So yeah, Carolina came out of nowhere the year before that. Every year, there's somebody that comes out of nowhere, isn't there? There's an ESPN thing. They always say um, predict the team that was in last place in their division last year that's going to be win it this year. And most years, they say that there's somebody who's done that. So, so look out for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Cleveland. Look Chicago out for Cleveland. Yeah, well, beat us in London. Yeah, I don't know about that. But all right, if the Vikings are in the Super Bowl, are we going to go to the game? <laughs> uh, what's the date of the Super Bowl? I think February fifth or something. I would have to guess. Oh well, I think we might be in South Africa for the reunion. Oh, I, I got a voicemail about that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, well, everybody's <laughs> signed on to that already. Shy says he's coming. Sammy. Everybody's flying to South Africa. Yeah, that would be. That's also. I should. That's a big problem here. I wonder if the, we should yeah, maybe February get 4th. ticket insurance or something. Missing the Super Bowl in Minneapolis. That, that would be a real tragedy if it was there and I was in South Africa. Well, they have televisions in South Africa. I mean, I can almost see the the game from my office window. Why would I? Uh, why would I want to be in South Africa then? I don't know. Well, we'll see how things go. Yeah. It's my mother's. Like, what is it? It's her fiftieth high school reunion or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Mister Chester, as the king calls you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. And, uh, if the Vikings do make the playoffs, you might be back. Okay. Thank oh, yeah. you for inviting me. <laughs> Bye. Okay, Akiba. So the Vikings did not go nine and seven last year. Uh, a team in their division did go nine and seven, sneaking into the playoffs, thanks largely to two complete bullshit wins that they pulled out of their asses against the Vikings in overtime and you know the end of the game uh, in regulation. Uh, that was the Detroit Lions. So uh, can we switch right from the Vikings to their? Uh, I wouldn't say hated division rival because yeah, one really of the great rivalries points. in all of, in all of sports. You think like Manchester United versus Arsenal. Yeah. You think like Celtic versus Rangers. Yeah. And then you think of Lions versus Vikings. So let's do yeah. it. All right, so uh, let's uh, jump right into the Lions. I got some some domestic problems. My my daughter just walked uh, in the house from school and she uh, brought a hamster home. And some new kid like had a hamster, and I guess her mom said she couldn't have it, and she gave it to my daughter. Uh, giving someone a hamster is like giving them like chicken pox. Like it's not a present. <laughs> like you, you literally can't give it away. I don't know what I'm gonna do if this if the the kid doesn't give it take it back. Like we can't keep it here. It stinks. Oh, I, well, I had a hamster that traveled with me around the world once. I, I got it from a, a mutual friend of ours, I think, and then I ended up giving it to another friend of mine. So I'm pro-hamster. Yeah, no, for sure. That's why people always people are always like, oh, yeah, Chester, he smells like a hamster. Wow. Right, so let, let's get to it. We're here to talk with the Lions today. Hey, guys. Yeah, I have them 20th in my uh, rankings. You have them 21st, uh, their average spot. They come out to 21 in our cumulative rankings. This is a team last year that pulled nine and seven out of their asses. They had, you know, two completely bullshit wins over the Vikings, as an example. <laughs> um, that, that's our Lions guest, Jordan Acker, laughing maniacally in the background. Um, uh, this is a team that is pronounced maniacally as maniacally. <laughs> Whatever it is. You spent too much time with that hamster. I say it's like <laughs> warp, you know, warp your brain. Um, yeah, the, the point is they pulled so many wins out of their butts this year. This is regression time, baby. Uh, DVOA had this as the worst defense in the league last year in the 27th overall team, and uh, somehow they made the playoffs. My favorite line about the Lions, Jordan, was uh, in, Drew, in Drew McGarry's series where he talks about how much he hates every yeah. team. He said, uh, you guys went through the whole alphabet of running backs from Amir Abdullah to Zach Center, and all of them <laughs> suck. That's funny. So. You know, what are you going to say, right? I mean, these are the same. This is the Detroit Lions. They pull nine and seven out of their butts every three or four years to give uh, all of us Lions fans hope. And we know exactly how it works the following year. 
right? We've all lived through this before. And I actually thought the best thing about uh, about uh, Drew McGarry's uh, Lions preview was something that I was going to talk about was the Lions, there they were. I think they had a, th- what, a three-game or two-game lead with two to play, and everyone on earth knew that they were going to lose both games. And I'll tell you, my own... Um, my own personal uh, story about that final game of the season. So as you guys remember, it was a Sunday night game against the Packers to decide the division. Everyone's real excited. Uh, My cousin and I were in downtown Detroit trying to, trying to scalp a couple tickets because you couldn't find any online and couldn't find any from almost any scalper. And some, some guy comes up on the street and says, I know what I'm in for. I just paid $300 to watch Aaron Rodgers destroy all my hopes and dreams. It's like, that is pretty much what, what uh, we've come to expect as, uh, as Lions fans at this point. Hey, the fact that Lions tickets are going for 300 bucks is a vast improvement on when I lived in Detroit and they were literally, you could not give them away. So in the Matt Millen, that's hey, it's, it's progress. It's progress. Great. We've moved up from the worst general manager in history. Not that I, I'm not going to say Quinn is actually a, a, a good general manager. It's yet to be seen whether he can turn uh, this Lions franchise around in the long term. But uh, he is good. We can say we can say that. At this well, let's point. start right at the top with Jim Caldwell, uh, super fan Robbie, who's our college football expert. Uh, he had nothing to say about any of the Lions draft picks, but he does say that he's predicting a debacle season. This is the year that uh, Caldwell's finally fired, he thinks. Oh, yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, if you look at the schedule especially, um, I mean, it's very possible if they lose that first game against the Cardinals that they could open the season 0-5. It wouldn't wouldn't shock me at this point. Wow. I, 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 don't, I don't understand the purpose of Jim Caldwell. I'm not exactly sure what he does. <laughs> Um, By the way, has there like, been a worse like, fifty-three? Not only is he fifty-three and forty-three as a coach, but that includes the the two and fourteen year that we shouldn't even count because he had like Kerry Collins corpse quarterbacking. Like, right, you take out I, that it, year. He's well, if you're if you're not blaming him for that, then you can't give him credit. But hold on, if you're not blaming him for that, you can't give him credit for all the Peyton Manning years. Well, you don't get the point is if you think he sucks, you don't give him credit even for Matthew Stafford. Like, but I, I mean, he's gone eleven and five, seven and nine, why, nine why and seven. Giving, I'm sorry, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Uh, look, can we start at the top? Because the top, really, of this team is Matthew Stafford, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Matthew Stafford the is the richest now, quarterback in NFL history. It, and, and you know what? Everybody in Detroit, the response is, well, I guess you had to do it. No one likes to do it, but you had to. Like, it was like appendix surgery or something. I mean, this is, this is crazy. So Matthew Stafford has five wins, five, in his career over winning teams, Think wow. about that for a second. I mean, this is a guy who has feasted off uh, bad divisional games for years. Um, and there's no reason to believe until he can beat teams that actually have a pulse that he'll do any differently. So that means you think he is getting fired at the end of the season? I, at the, uh, do I think that Caldwell's going to make it through the season? Ah, okay. How, um, how about this? I, if you throw you know, five, I, does he get fired? <laughs> I think I think he could be I think he could be gone uh, by the bye week, which is uh, I think week seven this year. Um, I think he could he could be gone before that uh, Sunday night game against. This the is like it's like you're talking about the Jets or the Browns here. <laughs> well, those are the teams yeah, that the Lions are like. Oh, here's the thing. Okay, so we. we when I when you guys had me on a couple years ago and we talked a little about the history of this franchise, of course, 
as we all know, the, the Ford family purchased this team on November 22nd, 1963, um, which is a great day in American history to buy your football team. This team is in the same category as the Jets and the Browns. They have never made a Super Bowl. They are now, I believe, the only NFC team to not mm-hmm. make a Super Bowl. And they haven't made, they've won one playoff game since my father was born in November of 1956. Uh, yeah, no, that's not ideal. It's not great. <laughs> but, hey, but Actually, as a Jets fan, I'm insulted that you even like now put us in the same category because... Uh... Yeah, I would live. That's you know, you know, if yeah, I would, I would die for the Jets, for the Jets, uh, for their history. I mean, we've had we've had players die on the field. We've had players paralyzed. By the way, speaking of Jets, Lions, right? That's the three guys have been paralyzed, Chester, in our lifetime since Stingley, which may have been in our lifetime. I forget when in the eighties it was. Three players. First, Mike Utley in nineteen ninety one. So that's the Lions. I was at that game. Great, great times, <laughs> seven-year-old. Did we have this conversation last time, two years ago? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. Then 1993, Dennis Bird gets paralyzed, and I was at that game. What are the odds? We're at the only two games where a player's been paralyzed. And then, in 1997, last game of the year, Jets-Lions, a rare inter- interdivisional, interconference, I should say. Winner goes home, you know, loser goes home, winner makes the playoffs. They were both 9-6. Uh, and six. Can't, can't happen, happen anymore, right, because right. teams play That's their right. own divisional opponents. Uh, so uh, and, right. and you had it was a crazy game because you all said Barry Sanders going for two thousand yards, and so yep. uh, and and it was a crazy game because the Jets had three different players throwing interceptions, only one of whom was a quarterback. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> it, anyway, Reggie Brown was paralyzed in that game. So all three um, paralyzed players in the last twenty whatever years have been Jets Lions or in a Jets Lions game. We had a player killed our first round draft pick. Killed while mowing his lawn. Who's that? By an errant tractor trailer. Eric Andelsack from, I think he went to Alabama, but he was a, a first or second year offensive tackle um, in, the, Wait, did this in the early 90s. I'm Googling this as, as we talk uh, right now. But he was uh, 1992. He, was, he went to LSU. And I'll, I'll just tell you this. He. This is what, it, according to the Wikipedia entry, during the offseason, Andelsek was working in the front yard of his home when a semi-truck tractor, semi-trailer truck ran off the highway in front of his house and struck and killed him. Think about that. I mean, that's crazy. By the way, if we, could stay, if we could stay serious for a second, that is crazy. So I just, I, I just did an update on the three paralyzed guys. So Reggie Brown, I think, can walk. I think Reggie Brown is fine. That was, that right. was the least serious of the three injuries. Mike Utley was a quadriplegic, but uh, he can use the upper part of his body, so he's a paraplegic now. And uh, and Dennis Bird was very sadly uh, was basically able to walk, uh, and then was very sadly killed in a car accident last year. Just this is going to be just the last depressing side note. But of this that nineteen eighty nine, until we talk about the Lions, until some more. we talk about the Lions, uh, of that nineteen eighty nine LSU team that Andelsek came from, uh, three of the five starters. All five mm-hmm. were drafted in the NFL, and three of the five were killed in automobile accidents. Who else? Who else was there? Jerome Brown and Ralph Norwood. Oh yeah. Well, Jerome Brown died in, a, in a, an accident yeah. while he was still playing. Right. right yeah, right, he was right, a great right, player. Right. Right. But he started off on the offensive line and then switched to defensive tackle in the NFL. Right. He was a D line. He was a D lineman. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that he was an offensive lineman. Yeah, but that's so. Let's transition so, back to the yeah. Lines. Let's talk about so, the actually so, current day. Yeah. Train wreck. Well, so, you know, we were talking about how the line's been so bad for 60 years, you know, going back to your dad's uh, generation. Yes. 
I have a, uh, you know, this will surprise no one. I have a chart, how I start most of my sentences. So I have a chart that I update called In Our Lifetimes, which basically tracks the performance of our, every team. Who else is or, exactly your age? Like, what's our life? Well, I'm saying it's, it's, for, it's for my generation. So I'll tell you. So it's, hmm. it tracks the performance of every team in the major four, four leagues dating back to 1991. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, when we basically became fans, serious fans. Sure. Uh, except in the NHL, excuse me. In the NHL, I only dated back to 93, 94, which is the year that the Rangers obviously won the Cup. In that time, the Lions have been very bad, obviously. But, but they have not been, they have not been, there's two teams in the NFL that have been worse than them. Yeah, do you want to guess who those are? I think we're going to go with the uh, the Jets and the Browns. So the, yeah, the Browns are the obvious one. They've only made the playoffs twice, whereas the Lions have made it nine times. Uh, or the, but our Buffalo, no, no, because no, Buffalo, Buffalo made all the Super Bowls. Yeah, yeah. So it's actually yeah. Cincinnati, who Cincinnati mm. has four more wins than the Lions over the last twenty six years or whatever it is. However, they are zero and seven in the playoffs, whereas at least you guys have made the playoffs nine times, and you did win a playoff game uh, with uh, Barry Sanders once. That's that's true. Before we went to Washington to get yeah. absolutely smacked by the so it could Washington be worse. It could be a Bengals team. fan, it could be a Browns fan, and then in other sports, you know, like it's actually surprising. You know who the worst baseball team in our lifetimes has been? Because this shocks me. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Can I guess. Yeah. Uh, is it worst meaning the worst winning percentage, or or are you counting? It's, like, is this... I, I count playoffs and regular season. So if if two teams are very close. Ooh. Now, one team is, you know, won a pennant or something. I move them up. Okay, the worst. If you win a title, you're almost automatically at the top. I'm leaning towards. I, I you said it's a surprise, so I don't think this is going to be the team. But I'm leaning. I think it's ungettable. I'm leaning towards the Padres. The pa- well, no, that was my choice also. I actually was thinking about uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's not a bad guess well. either because they were so bad for so long. But you know, yeah. So I, I have the Padres at 21 wow. right now. I have Pittsburgh at. at uh, I have Pittsburgh at twenty-eight. It's the Milwaukee Brewers. Wow. That's see, you know what? The Milwaukee Brewers. The, the, the Brewers have, are always irrelevant. They're rarely like fifty-nine and one hundred three, but they're always like seventy-one and ninety-one. So hold on. So there's the only team with a worse winning uh, winning percentage than them is Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. The and the only teams they've only made the playoffs twice in those those twenty-seven years. The only other teams to make it twice are the Marlins, who won the World Series both times, and then the Royals, who won the World Series a couple of years ago. So they've made the playoffs twice. They've never won the pennant. They've never won a World Series, obviously. So, yeah, you don't think of the Milwaukee Brewers as being a terrible franchise. But well, you don't, just don't think about yeah. them, so maybe they, that's part well, of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they switch leagues and nobody thinks anything about it. Right, and most like, people in Milwaukee were like the, the loser team that people let uh, – Yeah, but, it, but in football, let, everybody you know, knows about the Browns and the Lions and all these loser teams. But, yeah, nobody nobody really thinks at all about – Although, to be fair, the, the, the uh, Seahawks switched conferences, and it was the greatest thing that ever happened to them ultimately. Yeah, and the Astros also have benefited from that. Not as much as the Seahawks, obviously. Yeah. But um, all right, so yeah, so let's get back to the Lions. Um, you talked to how you like. Right, so this isn't. We're not doing like serious analysis right now. <laughs> my my favorite line is uh, T.J. Jones. Do you ever watch the Challenge? Either of you guys, MTV the Challenge? No, this is not Bill Simmons' podcast. His his what? baby what? mama is uh, Teresa from the Challenge. All right, oh well, I think like anytime you like like impregnate someone who's been on like at least five challenges, you should be cut. I, I, you're just a bad decision maker. Oh God. <laughs> all right. I don't know what's worse about this that uh, I know who uh, I know who she is, or yeah. that uh, I know who she is without having watched any of these shows. Well, no, she's not that famous. I don't think you, if you've never seen it, you'd know who she is. I, I know it probably because of Bill Simmons' podcast. Anyway, right, also another receiver question: we we noticed yesterday that like uh, in when we were doing some work on our fantasy league that Kenny Galladay is like owned way more than we thought he would be. Are you expecting anything from Galladay this year as like uh, you know maybe someone who could take the pressure off Golden Tate who's had the exact same numbers 3 years in a row? It's really remarkable. I mean, 
look, a, a big part, a big part of how about how this team goes this year is will they have a tight end that is good, right? I mean, the the having good wide receivers, a number one wide receiver, you know, Marvin Jones obviously being that number one guy has um, filled some of the shoes of Calvin, but not much. But you, you have to you have to expect that Stafford's going to be throwing the ball around a lot this year because frankly the the secondary this year he throws like 700 he likes he like threatens the re- the all-time record every single I, season i'm worried his arm is going to fall <laughs> off before this contract expires by the way i mean he um i i would expect numbers from all of these guys except for um you know eric ebron yeah i mean for, what first of all dra- drafting a tight end eighth means like you have to be gronkowski basically so ebron is really one of the more disappointing picks of the last like bunch of years He's not even the most disappointing Lions tight end pick of the last decade. And that's what's amazing about this. Who, who, who else did they pick? Who am I blanking the, on? The guy from Oklahoma State. Oh, Pettigrew or something? Yeah, Brandon Pettigrew. Oh, yeah. That's the, that's oh, you know, the, he brought that's at the least an NFL caliber player. Right. I mean, but they drafted him in the first round. Yeah, that's not ideal. It's just, it's not, it's not great. It's not great. Oh, what about the defense? Yeah, this was the worst defense in the league by DVOA last year. Yeah. Can we talk about DeAndre Levy for a second? Oh, my uh, my Like, does anyone want to talk about this? Yeah, right, right. Um, Can we talk about this situation and how weird this was? So, all of a sudden, you have the Lions star middle linebacker basically disappear off the face of the earth. And the team won't talk about what happened or why he didn't play for almost two seasons. And then suddenly he gets he gets uh, cut, right? So the rumors were all over the place that he had this mysterious injury. The the Lions training staff was allegedly leaking that he had picked up a some kind of virus while on a trip to South America. I mean, there is some crazy stuff out there, and no one seems to be talking about the fact that a a Pro Bowl uh, caliber player basically just disappeared and no one knows yeah. why if right if it was in new york it would be uh, like a big deal and you actually have beat writers try and solve it um right unfortunately we have the neuter detroit media so we don't have to I, worry about the, that the thing about by the way one thing i did notice because uh like willie sneed we noticed like hey, he was suspended but no like it it was one of these weird things where it escaped every single like national guy even though he's like a fantasy relevant player and it, like because the league doesn't have to announce those suspensions so it's possible he was suspended for something and like just nobody, nobody broke it because nobody cares about the Lions. Like it's possible you just like well, had right, like an ordinary right, right. like doping suspension of some sort, and and like the league just didn't announce it for whatever reason. Yeah, but the Lions insisted for a while that it was an injury, which is why the whole situation. Well, is he did come back and have surgery and then get cut. No. Right, and that's why people think uh, people I've spoken to who are who are close to this team think that. There might have been some truth to this weird virus th- uh, rumor that they may have been. There might have been some infection that he got abroad, which is just would be the craziest of the NFL injuries of all time, I think. But the the good news is is that they replaced him with with Gerard Davis from Florida, um, who uh, looks to be at least so far to be a, a decent player. But again, I mean. Here's the issue is that the secondary is just going to be a sieve the entire year. There's just no way to get around that. I don't know how I don't know how they uh they stop anybody uh throwing the football. 
Yes, so the, the corners, Slay and Lawson, not really an exciting pair. I'm so sick of Glover Quinn's name and how he pronounces it. <laughs> I feel like he's been around yeah, for 15 uh, years, Glover Quinn, also. I, I feel like he, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And, and the, other, the other issue is, of course, is that what uh, Ziggy Ansah are you going to get this year? Right, I mean the the one that we had last year was um, if he had done anything of any kind, maybe they win one of those last three games and and win the division. Um, but is there a bounce back year? I, you know, uh, maybe. I don't know. It's a, it's 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 tough to tell, and it's tough to tell by watching preseason games with this team at what anything is going to turn out. I mean, this is the the famous four and zero to zero and sixteen. Uh, franchise. Um, and so, did you go four and zero in the preseason again this year? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you go four and zero in the preseason that? again? No, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I, I've given up watching preseason NFL games because nothing, yeah. nothing good happens. Yeah. I mean, just uh, ask the uh, the Patriots about that. Hey, hey, that's the lion. The 2017 Lions highlight video. So we like our new turf destroyed the Patriots season. <laughs> there, there's our highlight. <laughs> You have a whole new right side of the offensive line, right? Uh, Larry Warford's out. Riley Reif is on the Vikings now. And uh, you get brought in TJ Lane and uh, Rick Wagner, I think. Yeah, and again, uh, you know, TJ Lane's been dealing with injuries um, over the last couple years. He's a hometown boy. You know that every everyone is going to be wearing TJ Lane jerseys at, at these games now. Um Again, will they stop Matthew Stafford from getting his head ripped off? I hope so, but I have never, I can't remember in my lifetime having an offensive line of the Detroit Lions that I thought was good. I'm not expecting that to change this year. Uh, Is not a washed up. I mean, he's 33 years old. Is Haloti not a done? I, I, I would assume the answer is yes, but a lot of it, you know, here's the, this is the, thi- the thing about that. Uh, if, they can, if they can give him a limited amount of reps, I think he can still be effective this year. But again, w- with this Lions defense, are they going to get off the field? Are they going to get stops? Are they going to be able to stop the run? I, I, it's hard to see them being able to. I mean, that's why, I, I frankly, I think your, your grade of 21st in the league is a bit high, especially depending on the mm. schedule. All right, uh, Chester, what's the over-under for the Lions this year? We know where our buddy's going here, but let's, let's get the over-under. <laughs> yeah, so the over-under for this team is 7.5. What? Too high, you think? <laughs> I think I, you know, it. Uh, those first five games are really going to determine where this season goes, right? So they start off with the Cardinals, and then they go to the Giants, host the Falcons, at the Vikings, and then uh, against the at home against the Panthers on October eighth. You know, if they, if there is a like I said, there's a good chance that they go one and four, zero oh and five to start the season. This team might be three and thirteen this year. Wow. However, this is this is the Lions. I mean, they're they they when you expect them to be bad, they're good. When you expect it to be good, they're bad. Um, so, would a, gr- a regression year be the most likely thing? Of course, um, but I, you never know. You never know with this team. I mean, this. If you woke me up in uh, in January and said this team went ten and six, it wouldn't shock me. If you woke me up in January and said this team went three and thirteen, it wouldn't surprise me either. All right, I'm going to take the under. I think they're going seven and nine, but I think I don't think they're that bad. Keith, what about you? Yeah, 
I don't think they're that bad. I do think they could make the playoffs again as a nine and seven team. Uh, this wouldn't be a best bet for me either way, but I'm also I also have them at seven and nine, so uh, it's an under for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go uh, under. I, I I'm actually gonna split the difference on this one. I think they're probably gonna end up six and ten. Would probably be my pick this year. I will say, having looked through the schedule again, I love the league just trolling our fans again by having the Packers the final game of the season, just in case they're eight and seven, just to remove all doubt by having them face. Aaron. I mean, it's got to be one team in your division, so you had a one and three shot. It's not like right, but they really but this uh, the the death blow seems to be uh, given by the Packers every single year, late in the year at home. Um, so that'll be uh, that'll be a fun one as well. All right, Jordan, you want to talk about Michigan instead? A little bit better. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want to talk about Michigan? Yeah, I mean, sure, we can talk. We can talk about uh, about. Do you have them? Do you have them in the in the uh, in the college playoff? Robbie did, but you you knew Robbie was just sort of humoring. He's him. a look. Robbie's yeah, a little bit of a homer. I think this is going to be a pretty good Michigan team, but not not a great mm-hmm. Michigan team. I think that you're probably looking. Uh, you know, the pr- the problem for this year's Michigan team is 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 like everything else is that you depend on the arm of Wilton Spate to to win you games, but you're also going to be depending on Wilton Spate to. Um, make at least one or two horrifically bad mistakes per game in in Columbus last year it, it cost them it cost them probably cost them the game this year I, going to Penn State at night going to Wisconsin probably at night with the Buckeyes at home I mean nine and three is probably the where this team is headed uh, at this point but if you look at the talent on this roster I I can't remember a Michigan team that was this fast or this uh, this well recruited. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is really creating a behemoth in Ann Arbor, and you know, will they be able to compete with Ohio State in the very near future? Oh, absolutely. He's he's doing a lot of good stuff there. So I'm gonna say they're not gonna make the college football playoff this year, but next year, and you can you hear it here first. Next year, they are going to win the national championship. All right, I'm glad you're not a homer like Robbie. All right, Jordan, this was uh, so fun having you on. Uh, probably won't talk to you about the Lions uh, in the postseason, but, you know, looking forward <laughs> to 2018. I, All right, bye, Jordan. I wanted to make a song about where I'm from, you know? Big up my hometown, my territory, my state, but I couldn't figure out much to brag about. Prince lives here, we got 10,000 lakes. But wait, the women are beautiful. To me, they are, and we're not infested with pretentious movie stars. And it hit me, hit me. Minnesota is dope, if only simply for not what we have, but what we don't. It's all fair, it ain't out there, it's in there, it's in the mirror, behind the breast, under the hair. Follow the dream, doesn't mean leave the love, roam if you must, but come home when you've seen enough. I love New York and Cali, but I ain't moving. Too overpopulated, saturated with humans. And I'm not big on rappers, actors, or models. If I had to dip, I'd probably skip to Chicago. None of this is to this, no one, nowhere. Like, damn, I'm from Minnesota, land of the cold air. Too many mosquitoes and a fair share of egos. But like my man Sabi says, that's where my mom So with that, people laugh and giggle when you tell them where you live, say, say. And if you know this is where you want to raise your kids, say, say. If you're from the Midwest, then it doesn't matter where, say, say. If you can drink tap water and breathe the air, say, Got trees and vegetation in the city I stay The rents in 
the mail And I can always find a parking space The women outnumber the men Two to one Got parks and zoos And things to do with my son The nightlife ain't all that But that's okay I don't need to be distracted By the devil every day And the jobs ain't really too hard to find In fact, you could have mine If you knew how to rhyme This is for everyone around the planet That wishes they were from somewhere Other than where they stand Don't take it for granted Instead, take a look around Quit complaining and build something on that ground Plant something on that ground Dance and sleep on that ground Get on your hands and knees And watch the ants walk around the ground Make a family, make magic, make a mess Take the stress, fuel your motivation And build your nest It sucks that you think where I'm from is whack But as long as that's enough To keep your ass from coming back And with a smile and a hint of sarcasm He said, I beg your pardon But this is my secret garden So if the people laugh and giggle when you tell them where you live, say, say, if you know this is where you want to raise your kids, say, say, if you're from the Midwest and it doesn't matter where, say, say, if you can drink tap water and breathe the air, say, say, if the playground is clear of stems and syringes, say, say, there's only one store in your town that sells 12 inches, say, say, if no one in your crew walks around with a gun, say, say, and if you ain't gonna leave cause this is where you're from, say, Just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.